Hey, it's Tuesday, August 10th, and you're listening to episode 28 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. We're back. Sorry, you missed us. See what had happened, Brandon, was... No, but I'm not really sure. Uh, The the summer happened. It's summertime, guys. Uh, (laughs) Things have been put on hold, but we're back and we're uh, we're excited. I'm Sam Favada, and I'm the guy with one good Achilles. And uh, Brandon's playing a little hurt today uh, and every day for the foreseeable future. uh, (laughs) Yeah, on one Achilles. I wouldn't say playing it. (laughs) I wouldn't say playing it, but yeah, he's KD in it right now. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Not fun at all. I now know his pain. It's not cool. Him and Kobe, rest in peace, Bean. But yeah, it's not fun, but it's not fun. Well, aside from your Achilles tear, looking ahead tonight, <laughs> Lucas secures the bag. The U.S. secures some gold medals. We sprinkle in everything that we've missed over the last couple of weeks, which is a lot. Hey, you don't have to rub it in. Nope, I, already, I, do. I already said it. I do. I have to rub it in. But first, uh, last uh, the last couple nights this past weekend, the 2020 and 2021 NFL Hall of Fame classes were enshrined in Canton this past weekend. Uh, let's run down the list really quick in case you missed it. In tw- uh, for the 2020 class in- inducted on Saturday night, Steve Atwater, Isaac Bruce, Steve Hutchinson, Edge James, Troy Palomalu, Bill Cowler, Jimmy Johnson. Last night, which is Sunday night, so I guess two nights ago when I listened to this, <laughs> Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Alan Fanica, Drew Pearson, and Tom Flores. Brandon, your thoughts on uh, some of the best football players that we've ever seen. First thought like? is we're getting old as hell because we're getting to see the people that we watched almost their whole career uh, going to the hall. Um, so now I know what, my father felt like when he was watching the guys he watched growing up. Now I was just sitting here like we're the old guys in the room. Like, damn, like I remember when when Megatron was catching a hun- bunch of passes over the Eagles and they actually showed it during one of the clips of him just catching nonstop touchdowns over Eric Rowe, who then got nonstop touchdowns caught all over him when the Eagles won their Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um, then you then you see, I, I mean, I was there for really Three people. Uh, it was Peyton. Actually, it's four. Uh, Peyton, Troy Palomalu, Charles Woodson, and John Lynch. Those are the people that I was truly, truly there uh, to watch for and that I really, really wanted to see. Um, yeah. That, I, I'm, so, I mean, we can, I'm sure we're going to get into the speeches in a second. I, I'm pretty sure you have a leeway into that because you know, I'm going to got something up your sleeve, but that's who I was really, really looking forward to this weekend. Uh, very much enjoyed that. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was fun to just see that as you mentioned, getting old. I think Megatron's kind of the exception here because he had such a short, but dominant career. Yeah. The fact that like someone like Tom Brady, could have played twice within his career kind of thing is, is mind blowing. But again, Tom Brady's kind of that exception too. Um, it's, I love the NFL draft. As you know, you love the NFL draft. We covered it extensively. The first draft I ever was like locked into was Peyton Manning, 1998 Peyton Manning. Remember the Peyton Manning, Ryan leaf debate, which just kind of seems asinine when you look at it now, 20 something years later. Uh, yeah, didn't age is. well for Ryan Leaf. That's for yeah, certain. no, well, nothing for Ryan Leaf aged well, but no. um, so to see like Peyton Manning full circle five years after he retires get in, uh, I think that was the speech I was looking forward to the the most, uh, just because Likewise. he's he's a real dude, uh, he gets it, he's funny, I, um, and I wanted to see how big his forehead was in the bust, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but no, his speech was great. The digs at uh Ray Lewis, Tom Brady, they're a lot of fun. Um, Ray, the dig at Ray Lewis was is epic. He said his 2018 yeah. speech was just concluded now, which is absolutely hilarious because I guarantee if Ray Lewis had the opportunity to continue to talk, he probably would have just concluded now. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have wrap up music like they yeah. do at the like Oscars or something, but um, 
yeah so his speech was great the the digs at brady saying he's gonna retire when when brady finally gets in and you know 2035 stuff like that it was just it was fun it, it um brought some levity i mean the whole event had levity it was very well uh produced i think uh you, you mentioned the speeches um I, megatron's was um i watched more sunday than than saturday just I saw clips well. on saturday but megatron um i don't have the quote in front of me but just he i was i was there for that like he that was some inspirational stuff just basically like i'm here i see you and i'm, I'm paraphrasing now but maybe you have the quote but um, no he he did say that i crushed, he did say, i see it. I mean, Charles Woodson's speech was same outside of Peyton's it, Charles Woodson's speech meant so much to me because I understood his background because uh, I have people in my family that have gone through the background. I may not have gotten to that level of, of football. Right. But uh, grown up in single family homes and I have plenty of friends that have done that as well, too. So seeing where he came from and he did shout out his father, his father was there, uh, but he wasn't there when he was younger, uh, his mother. And he, he started off the whole thing of singing boys men to his mom, um, which was terribly off key. Um, it was but rough. it was rough. It, it okay. was rough. He's all famer. Correct. It was rough, but the meaning behind it was, it was so much right. And then, and how he talked about his, his brother, his best friend, um, his wife talking to his sons about telling his sons to treat their mother the way he treated his mother uh, and, and then everything else will pretty much fall into place. And just knowing his background and having everybody stand up because he was the one that closed it out, had everybody stand up and, and told him like, we did this together. You know, he the, winning the, the uh, Heisman uh, winning, <laughs> uh, winning the national championship coming to the NFL uh, winning a defensive rookie of the year. Uh, this, this man has done, things that no other cornerback has ever done in the history of football. I mean, he's the only defensive, he's the only corner to win the Heisman, if I remember correctly. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah, he's the only one. So, I mean, what he did when he was on the field, like you knew if the ball was anywhere around, he was there. Oh, yeah, uh, that's sure. the same why I love Troy Palomalu as well. He's, the ball was up. He was anywhere near that ball. You better believe he's going to tear you up or he's touching the ball somehow, some way, but uh, just watching how these guys used to fly across the field. And that was, you know, before like CTE protocol, these is when these dudes are really just hitting each other. It didn't really matter essentially. Um, yeah. So it, it just kind of brought me back to my childhood. Um, and, and also just made me realize, you know, how crazy some fan bases really are like the Raiders fan base, the, the Steelers fan base. Like I think those are top two, uh, in my opinion, and I'm a diehard Eagles fan, and I know how big that fan base is, but I don't think anybody really gets past the Raiders and and the, the you know terrible towels. Like they travel way too well. Um, so yeah, I respect both of those fan bases so so much. And to the hell with the Cowboys. I think uh, somewhere the Colts fans are still booing Tom Brady. Uh, somewhere Andrew Pearson's still talking. If if uh, of course he is. Anybody's gonna listen. I was looking forward to that man. Every uh, I, you get that daily yearly dose of Drew Pearson at the NFL draft every year, and uh, that that was a lot of fun too. But yeah, you talked about Palomalu just playing with your hair on fire is like no pun intended with the hair, but like that that was him. <laughs> Woodson, it always, yeah, I think they, they referenced it in the broadcast at some point, but the fact that he got older, obviously, like all players do, and just unselfishly just played safety mm -hmm. and just, and still balled. And yeah. Still, you know, played his guts out. Got, you know, he, he didn't just join a team to win a ring kind of thing. Like he was, he was anchored that defense for the Packers when he was, um, when you know beyond that title run so like yeah man uh it made you it made you feel good uh because a lot of times you watch a lot of these and you're like who's that guy or i don't you know you're yeah i knew everybody in that for one. It. Yeah. yeah so shout it kind of was like wow like uh it was a, it was a fun weekend shout fun out to alan fanica to too 
I think Bill he Jess. deserved it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say okay. that part. Of course. Uh, but he had his dominant career with Steelers. Um, but, yes, he. Um, I think they, the offensive linemen need to get their love, too, because without them, uh, the quarterbacks wouldn't be uh, safe. I think we see that every single season. So, shout out to Alan Fanica. I think his speech was was pretty, pretty cool. I never knew he had suffered from epilepsy. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't know that, that either. Yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting to hear. And and also see that how close he is to Heinz Ward and Heinz Ward, uh, you know, presented for him. So, you know, it's always interesting to see the people that uh, these players choose to to introduce them and to reveal the bus with them. Like Woodson, it was his mother, right? Makes sense. Peyton, his father, his role model, right? But then when I saw Alan Fanica's, and it's just like, oh, he chose Heinz Ward. That's always interesting to see when somebody chooses another, like their teammate. Like that, that says to me, like their bond goes way, way beyond the field. Um, and that's just, I, I always love seeing that. I, and I also love this weekend so much because you only hear these guys post game interviews for the most part, right? And right, then no sitting down with Alan Fanning. No, 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 right, exactly. Right. You, you only hear him post-game interviews, uh, especially at, you don't hear really anything from the offensive linemen, like, you know, unless they had like a crazy baller game or type thing, like, but you still rarely hear from them. Right. But just overall, you never really hear from these, these athletes, except for, you know, what happened in the game, what went wrong, blah, blah, blah. You never hear them talk about the real stuff like this. Like you heard Peyton talk about how, all these things are affecting uh, the NFL. And he talked about some blaring issues that are going on. Um, and I, I think it's it's awesome to see that. Like, these guys respect the game so much. They know what the game gave them, right? But they, they don't leave the game. They still want to be around it. They still want to give back because it gave them so much. And you shared with me uh, something that Adam Schefter said and about Peyton potentially being a former commissioner. And I can – Definitely, definitely, definitely see that. Uh, I am looking forward to this season on ESPN. Uh, Eli and him doing 10 games. Uh, so that will be extremely interesting to see yeah, those two because be they're going to clown around and you know that. Um, so I uh, I thought that's that's going to be pretty interesting and cool. But yeah, I, I love seeing this and hearing this weekend because you get to see how humble these people are because people only see them as what they do in the field and their celebrations and what's going on between the lines and between the posts. You don't really think about it sometimes that these are actual human beings, you know, and that they have sacrificed a lot more than you really know. The, um, to that point, I, I did find what Megatron said. Um, there are so many people living in the world with pain right now. And I want to speak to you for a moment. I want you to know that I see you, you matter, fight and do your best to make it through and never give in to the pain you know pain being an operative word for him because that's you know built like a freaking machine right like mm-hmm. and to be in so much like to take that physical beating that he did and um you know just that that resounded with me especially just kind of knowing a little bit more behind him and his story um but yeah to the Schefter thing too about Peyton Manning you know Adam Schefter just doesn't say things say things so correct there's got to be back channel stuff going on that hey maybe Peyton be interested in being commissioner or or, you know there's always been the front office rumblings but and you know the the broadcast rumblings and he could do whatever he wants right so um, that'll be really interesting to see Uh, notable 2022 eligible players we'll find out who makes it a uh, Super Bowl weekend, but Anquan Bolden, Andre Johnson, Robert Mathis, Tony Romo, Demarcus Ware, Steve Smith, and Vince Woolfork. Do you feel Steve? old? No, I mean, I already felt old, but Steve Smith needs to get in immediately. I don't care what anybody says. Steve Smith needs to be in there immediately. Um, Tony Romo, um, I don't know about immediately. Um, and I, it's not even it's not even hate towards excuse me, it's not even Cowboys, hate towards Cowboys. But... I, I respect Tony Romo so much. Like I feared the Cowboys when they had Tony Romo because I knew what he can do, his escapability in the pocket, his way to throw down the field, just snap his wrist. And then he also had a guy that was a former Eagle TO that he can throw to. I mean, he literally cried and said, That's my quarterback. Um 
Yeah, I, I feared Tony Romo. Um, so out of respect for him, I'm saying this that I don't see first uh, ballot. I see second for Tony Romo. I kind of feel the same way for Anquan Bolden. Um, Demarcus Ware, I I feel for his first ballot. Um, maybe Robert Mathis and Vince Wilfork too. Um, but yeah, I I normally give wide receivers love a, right up there. Yeah. But I, I I think Steve Smith is the only wide receiver in that that really really truly, in my opinion, deserves the first ballot. There's such a backlog of what receivers that still need to get into like look how long it took isaac bruce to get in Chris yeah. carter at the you know how long he had to wait you know like so um you know i don't have any of their numbers in front of them there's so much more at stake than just numbers like yeah it doesn't pass the eye test and i think you can make a case for for all of these guys um to get in so i guess we'll see um but just fun class to make you feel old fun weekend it really uh really just lets you know that that football is on the way um did you watch the hall of fame game sure didn't two teams yeah. i don't care about nope <laughs> sure did not i mean there's yeah. only, there was only one player in that field that i really cared about and that was <laughs> ben Danucci. nope uh no not at all he's actually a cowboy um is micah parsons uh that is my did he play yes he sure did uh and he was chasing people all over the field too um it's it's gonna be scary when he gets when he learns how to play in the nfl it's gonna be scary this is really really gonna be scary because he already has the talent he's just gonna be scary man that's my that's That's why Glad we're in the AFC as a Jets fan. Uh, Want to so play for uh, me? Hold on, it's so crazy for me that being that I'm a Penn State fan, I have to watch Micah Parsons and Sean Lee on the Cowboys, and for the Giants, I have to watch my boy Saquon Barkley, who just came back today. It hurts my soul because those are some of my favorite Penn State players ever. And yeah, well, you have Miles Sanders. Sanders. I'm booby. Don't disrespect him. Call him booby. But yes, we do. I'm very, very thankful for that. I didn't know that was a thing with Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, Sam. I'll I'll educate you. What's the game that you want to play? Because you like to play games sometimes. Sam's playing a game right now in my bedtime. (laughs) We're recording a little late because someone someone else missed their bedtime. Their bedtime, yep. (laughs) Hey, you want to play a new game? Sure, Sam. Let's go. It's it's called What We Miss. Everything, hey, uh, everything. <laughs> my bad. Uh, well, not just my bad. Yeah, it's both of us. I was in, our yep, bad. Yep. Uh, NBA free agent signings happened uh, on what the first. Uh, everything's all backwards now. The sports calendar, our uh, equilibrium is upside down, mm-hmm. backwards because COVID shifted everything around. But August first uh, was the you know free agent opening moratorium time what are some moves that you liked in the nba number one favorite move Melo gets to play with lebron been waiting for this to happen for years for years i i mean Melo Melo has been a player that i've watched since syracuse one and done winning with mcnamara and then coming to the league and setting the league on fire in the same draft class as LeBron, Chris Bosh, and my boy, D-Wade. Um, Darko, what up? <laughs> I refuse to mention Darko in the same sentence and breath as those legends. Um, so, yeah, that that's number one. Um, I'm, happy for, I'm happy for the Bulls and the Knicks. Uh, Kimba going to the Knicks. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a big splash. I think people were talking about this, and I was like, it's like a couple years too late. I think when Kimba left the Hornets, he should have went to the Knicks then instead of going to the Celtics. But, I mean, you make up your own mind. You're your own man. Um, but I do love that the Bulls got DeRozan. Uh, they got Lonzo Ball uh, to go with Zach Levine. I think that's going to be very, very interesting with Cody White coming off the bench. Uh, so I do – really enjoy what's going on there uh, i also enjoy the extension of my boy kd 
uh, for four more years. Uh, then bringing back uh, Bruce Brown and Blake Griffin. Uh, and they also got James Johnson, uh, which I'm happy about. Solid defensive player, two-way player. I'm not happy about Uncle Jeff leaving. That's one that I'm not happy about. And I'm also not happy about uh, Spencer Dinwiddie leaving as well, too. Um, I'm trying to think of any other major ones that I just missing. named everything. So, like, no, there's more. Topic. There's more. There's definitely <laughs> more. Can, I, can we talk about something since you named like all the everything ones I was looking forward to? <laughs> Go ahead. How the hell is Russell Westbrook going to play on this Lakers team? Oh, well, see, that's one that I didn't mention. I, I don't know why I forgot and that it's one. It's not a trade. It's not a signing. I guess, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a big it trade, yeah. but it happened on draft night and like, I've just kept on, you know, there are a lot of rumblings that LeBron's just going to play more of a traditional three, four forward now and not, you know, he's still going to have the ball, but LeBron is getting older. I think people need to realize that Superman also does get older. You know what I mean? Like LeBron is getting older. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. No, I know you understand it. I'm talking to the people that may not understand this, that, they need to have people around LeBron to run because LeBron is, yes, he takes care of his body. He's still going to run up and down the court. He's still going to LeBron the game, right? That's There's no doubt in my mind. But if you have a guy like Russell Westbrook that averages a triple-double <laughs> and you're telling me that LeBron, all he has to do is cut and be basically a, a, a train running off the tracks, um lebron is about to have a field day in the paint right but it also helps space things out right because you have now three guys that can score at any time now people give russ a lot of slander uh because of his jump shot and i get it as a guard you should have a jump shot but mm, i'm not gonna disrespect ben simmons like this right now but whatever um but who (laughs) um so, yeah, it, it's it's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen there because people already are deeming them to be the champs. And I was just like, well, hold on. I guess I guess people keep forgetting Kevin Durant is currently the best player in the world. I think he just proved that again in the Olympics. And he has James Harden on his team and Kyrie Irving, right? So if they can stay healthy, and if they did stay healthy, if if we had a healthy James Harden, or I mean, stop they saying were, we because I'm not part they of it. A foot, they half of a a, foot exactly, exactly. So or Joe Harris actually just showing oh up. Oh my gosh, making a mm, shot or two. I hope I hope somebody gets in Joe Harris's ear this year. But that's a whole other thing. I'm excited that like Russell Westbrook is gonna have more than just empty triple doubles. Like I I'm. I'm playing a little devil's advocate with you. I know how this team could work, especially Mm -hmm. with him. Obviously LeBron's hands are all over this AD. They, they're all, they know each other. They're friends. They can make this thing work. I'm looking forward to not empty stats from Russell Westbrook. I think he can, you know, he's never going to distribute the ball first. He's not Chris Paul. He's not one of these traditional or what was a traditional point guard. Um, I I don't even think it's fair to say that. I think I think well, that you said that he's not going to distribute the ball first. No, I guess what I'm saying is that's not that's not what he had to do or what he's done in his career. I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, him and Harden worked, but yeah. they don't work off the ball. Him, Harden, you know, him, just, Paul George, and it took it took James Harden just standing in a corner if he didn't have if if Russ had the ball. You know what I mean? So it's like. Am I wrong? I mean, Russell Westbrook can pass. I'm not saying he I mean, won't. I mean, yeah, of course he can. He averages triple double. That's there's ten assists in there. I understand. Um, I he's he's more of a, a scorer than anything. I don't know if he's going to need to be the triple double guy here. No, I don't think so at all. I think the stats will actually still work out. There's there's enough. I think this is why this is interesting. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know, right? Because AD can't stay healthy. So Russ is seemingly an Iron Man. He makes it throughout the whole season, right? Uh, Braun, for the most part. Um, so it may just have be, it may just be insurance for 
AD because AD can't stay healthy. AD hasn't been able to stay healthy his whole career. Um, so I, I, I'm really curious how this is going to pan out, how it's going to work with all three of them on the court, uh, who, like you were alluding to, who's going to be the point guard? Is it going to be Braun? Is it going to be Russ? Like who's playing off the ball instead? Yeah, it, it, I'm intrigued. I'm super intrigued by what's going to happen with this team, to be honest. What are, you know, just quickly going around the league then, what are your thoughts on the, what the Heat did, signing Kyrie, Kyle Lowry, uh, giving a big extension to Jimmy Butler, which, I you know, you had to do, um, and bringing back Duncan Robinson. And I think they brought back Oladipo too, right? I mean, he's not going to play this year, but they did. Um, what are your thoughts on on their uh, attempt to, to get back into the finals? I don't think they're going to make it to the finals, but I think they're going to be a top three team in the East. I think they're going to be sneaky, sneaky good because people aren't talking about them right now. That's the only reason I say sneaky good, but you add a championship caliber player in Kyle Lowry. You bring back Jimmy Butler, who has been to the finals. You have Bam Adebayo there. Um, for me, that's honestly where I would I would stop because Duncan Robinson is too uh, too inefficient at times. Same with my boy Tyler Hero. I, I don't really even count those those two dudes sometimes. Right, but right. but with the other three names that I mentioned, Kyle Lowry can score inside or outside. Jimmy Butler can score inside or outside, and Bam could do the same thing. So. It's going to be hard for people to stop them. And those are three of the toughest players in the NBA, in my opinion. So, and with Eric Spolcher there, who is super underrated, I think people overshadowed him because of what he had with the big three. Absolutely. Um, but he's proved over and over again that his teams are hard-nosed teams that they fight all the way to the end. So I think that team is in good space, and they have Pat Riley as one of the best GMs ever. So there's that too. So, yeah. I think that'll be really interesting to see what happens there. But what are your thoughts on on them? No, I I agree with you. I mean, it's it's everything kind of broke right, and Giannis went to the next level, and the the Bucks won the finals. Something you know, new slash. We didn't didn't talk about that, but um, you know, but Giannis was just on a completely different playing field than everyone else um, when it counted. Um, so you never know. Um, I think it's, I think it's going to be hard on paper right now to get past Brooklyn. If every, again, if everything breaks the way you think it will, um, the bucks, you know, drew holiday shows up the way he did again, when it counted and, uh, our boy, Chris Middleton, um, it's going to be tough. Who knows what's going to happen in Philly with Ben Simmons. I still, I think he's a goner, um, be interested to see what, what happens there. Um, if he and, makes it to the Warriors, it's a cheat. Yeah, well, yeah. Can That's you imagine right. Ben Simmons and front court of Ben Simmons and uh, or back uh, front court of Ben Simmons and uh, Draymond? <laughs> it's. I mean, you, you got to remember Wiseman too. You know what I mean? Well, uh, you got to imagine Wiseman's probably gone. True. Well, no, I, I mean, it's yeah, that's probably true. He'd probably. But still, yeah, him. you're right. You're absolutely right, though. Um, yeah, I I like the Heat's move moves. I mean, they gave Jimmy Butler a lot of money, but you kind of had to. I I love Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah, there are a lot of point guards on the market. Leads me to some losers like, um, like Dennis Schroeder still looking for a job. You know, someone someone's gonna be left holding back. <laughs> like, uh, whose fault is this? Um, you're shaking your head. <laughs> I'm always shaking my head when somebody mentions Dennis Schroeder because he just sometimes annoys the I'm hell just out saying, of me. You know, like all these point guards are are available. You know, you see Lonzo get a lot of money and and Lowry and you know even like half the point guards on the Knicks that were on the Knicks all left or guards, right? Reggie Bullock got money. Mm-hmm. Kemba, Kemba, uh, Derek Rose got paid. Alfred Payton signed with the um, where'd he go? He just went somewhere probably still on my phone um yeah wherever um 
these cards are all making money. And Dennis Schroeder's like, where's my 20 million a year? It's not, not worth it, it bro. Uh, and uh, I think a winner is everyone that doesn't have to sit through like the what's Kevin Durant going to do and when is he going to opt out? Is is uh, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard going to opt out? Like we can just stop all of this, which is great. Thank God. I, it might not be bad. It might be bad business for a sports podcast to be like, all right, well, we're not going to talk about what's Kawhi going to do this at the end of the season, but it's kind of good, <laughs> right? Uh, um, no, it is. It is. Uh, Clippers, I, I think that team's a mess. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, any uh, any other losers? I brought up the Dennis Schroeder Award for free agent loser. I mean, there's there's other losers. I I was hoping that the uh, the Hawks would have added another piece because I feel like they're one piece away uh, of being a top contender too. I mean, you saw what they did with what they have now. Um, if they have another solid piece, I think it'll be it'll be trouble for a lot of teams, but yeah, no, I, I mean, there's, there's plenty of losers uh, in my opinion, but we'll see what happens. You know, who, who aren't losers are New York Yankees. Sometimes because every Thank time you. on this podcast, Thank when you. we call them out, when we call them out for underperforming, they go on crazy tears and they trade for two of the better players in the league. So your thoughts on the Major League Baseball trading deadline? Because, again, this segment is called What Do We Miss? And the trade deadline was was one of those things. So uh, some moves that you liked, didn't like, let's discuss. Love what Cashman did, um, getting uh, Joey Gallo, uh, Rizzo, who is now in COVID protocol that's going to miss the Field of Dreams game, and his return to Chicago which is wild because I know he's going to be upset about that. Um, so I thought that was great. I thought what the Mets did went out and got Javi. Um, I thought that was crazy because now you have when Lindor comes back, you got Javi and Lindor in your infield. And that's just wild to think about to me. Uh, and they're two offensively sound guys. They're, they're two guys that can pretty much do anything you ask them to do. Um so I enjoyed that move uh, very, very much so. Uh, I was upset the Yankees didn't get Trevor's story. Um, I wanted that to happen, but, I mean, everything happens for a reason, I guess. Um, I feel bad for Luke Voigt because he was talked about being traded, and he's still there. It worked out for the Yankees right now uh, that he's still there, but it's got to be hella awkward because they were definitely trying to trade him. Um, yeah. Who else? Um, Can I say before you steal everybody? Um, go. Mm-hmm. I'm Max leaving Scherzer, the rest of this you. Trey Turner going to the Dodgers. Dodgers gave up two to of the hell best with the Dodgers. Prospects. Well, the rich get richer, right? I mean, <laughs> you got one of the sick. best pitchers in baseball and Trey Turner, one of the fastest players in baseball. And he's just hitting the cover off the ball and getting on base every, every way he can. And, uh, you know, Corey Seager, I don't know if he's back or he's coming back at some point. They probably don't like the prognosis for Corey Seager and Trey can play second base. And I'm sure that'll happen if um, when Corey Seager comes back. But man, to uh, have to deal with that, the ace getting Starla Marte and then Ramon Lariano gets suspended for PEDs. That's fun. Uh Craig Kimbrell going across town playing for uh, closing games for the White Sox now and some losers. It has to be number one, Chicago Cubs fans who just four or five years ago, like were raising banners and celebrating their curse, quote unquote, being over after what, like a hundred years or whatever it was. And now, you know, the core of your team and some of the more likable players in Major League Baseball, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, gone. So um, that blows. Uh, and another loser to me, and a little biased being a Yankee fan here, is it's got to be the Boston Red Sox, who 
the Yankees stole Anthony Rizzo from. Uh, I don't mind that. Reminded me. Yeah, it reminded me like when uh, the Red Sox were rumored to get Mark Teixeira. It was right before Christmas in 2000, what, 2008? And uh, swept, swept in and, and grabbed him. Merry Christmas to us. So, like, and it, it, it looked like it was paying off before he got COVID. But, you know, he got COVID. So we'll see. Thank God Luke Voigt's still here. As you who did, who so, didn't get COVID on the Yankees? That Yeah, that was going to be my question to you. Who hasn't gotten COVID on the Yankees? I'm really it's it's mind boggling to me how many players have have gotten COVID on the Yankees. Like, I just don't I, I just can't fathom it. Like, it do are you guys like all frequency uh, frequenting the same bar that like COVID just flirts around? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, I feel like it's kind of just like reminds me of like mono in like high school. Like if one person got it, it was like, oh, my God, they have mono. And then like somebody else had it. It's like, oh, my God, you got it, too. And it's now it just keeps spreading and everybody just keeps getting it. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, well, hopefully, luckily, everyone is safe, and I know some of them um, were vaccinated. I'm not sure. I, I don't pay attention to details like that, but um, hopefully, hopefully, everybody's safe and get vaccinated. Get your shots, man. They're free. Just go to CVS right now. You can get one. That's our For public sure. service announcement. Um, all right. A- any other moves you like? Didn't like? Uh, no. no, no, you're like, eh, I want this over. Yeah, I care. I, I care less about this baseball season. I'm really looking forward. Well, I know the Yankees are still in contention now, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> this is where you're it's it's late. You're fading. No, I'm not fading. You just, just don't want to talk about baseball anymore. I, All right. I, hey, Yankees guess what? Just, yeah, yeah. It's time for UFC Corner with Brandon Hazelwood. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're starting this one off because you watched it. I did. Guys, I watched two UFC pay-per-views back-to-back in a row. Who am I? What podcast is this? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out, which is why I'm letting you lead off because I'm just going to sit here and see what you retain from this. I, uh, I'm i going to be completely honest with you. I don't. I didn't know anyone that was fighting. I enjoyed the matches that I saw. And, um, yeah, I, but I... I, I can't give the people what they want. And that is expert analysis from from well, one of their favorite podcast hosts. Well, here's the funny thing That's about your this. Job. Here's the funny thing about this. What's up? So due to my injury, I've been in and out of sleep because I've had terrible and shitty sleep. Um, so with that being said, uh, the main card started at nine, 10 o'clock. Yeah. I started watching the first match on the main card. And next thing I knew, I woke up at 1245 right as the main event started. So everything prior to the main event, I did not oh, see. Oh, that's why you needed me. That's why you're supposed to hold it. That's how you're supposed to hold it. I, can't. Time, I, I dropped okay. it. I dropped okay. it. I'm just really upset that Derek Lewis lost because uh, that is my absolute guy his post fight interviews are legendary every single time um but uh what's his name Cyril uh Ganon I don't know that's how you say his last name Ganon Gain however you say that however the hell you say his last name just think of a dude that is six seven that is about as quick as a guy that's like five five this man moves so smoothly, his leg kicks, his power, and he absolutely dominated Derek Lewis. If you guys have no idea who Derek Lewis is, look them both up and just imagine what people probably thought was going to happen. Probably thought Derek Lewis was going to win. I thought he was going to win because I've, I've watched him many times. But this other young man absolutely demolished Derek Lewis, and it kind of hurt my soul. Just, just a little bit because I know how hard Derek Lewis has worked to get this championship or the interim belt to get a match towards the, you know, uh, the actual championship belt. But yeah, I, it was upsetting to see that. But congrats to uh, Ganon or however to gain or whatever the hell you want to say his last name. Well, expert analysis from Brandon. UFC corner, baby. There you go. <laughs> 
do you uh any any upcoming analysis on ufc 266 or what i don't even see who's fighting yet no i i'm sure i'll have the uh the updates for you guys on that one but i didn't even pay attention to it yet my my life has been a, a whirlwind to be honest with you guys so I feel like I'm failing you guys, but I mean, in due time, I'll have all my information and I'll have it all right. All right. Don't want to put you on the spot there. Hey, you want to play Do You Care? Nope. All right. And that's our show, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great night. Um, Hey, uh, Luka Doncic just agreed to a five-year, $207 million Supermax rookie extension with the Mavericks. Do you care? Absolutely. I care that Mark Cuban and Dirk Nowinski flew out to Sylvania and was like, yeah, no, we're going to get this done. Uh, make sure that you get paid. Um, I love what they do. Mark Cuban takes care of his superstars. He loves to keep his superstars right where they're at. Uh, Dirk and Luca have a great relationship. So that was solid on their behalf. I know Dirk is also a part of the Mavericks organization now, um, but just to have him go over there and, and, just basically have him sign this extension right in front of him like that. I know that meant a lot for Luca, um, but I'm happy for him. And Luca just keeps right now. Like he's a guy that is such a phenomenal ball player, but he keeps getting on the losing end. Right. And I'm just waiting for him to have that, that one breakout year because Luca's going to get a ring. He He's going to get a ring before his time is over. Um, the way never- he played in the Olympics and in the playoffs by himself. He ain't never getting a gold medal. I'll tell you that much, unless he joins right. the USA. Well, but I mean, that it, it, it ain't gonna happen. But yeah, he. Um, I'm just saying the way he played, though. No, I I heard what you said. I was just yeah. talking about he's never gonna get a gold medal. Like I was saying, he I felt bad yeah, for him you. and his losing I stuff. Understand. But he ain't gonna get a, a gold medal. But he he gonna get a ring at some point. I just hope not next year. So there's that. Probably he won't even get close to it next year. He's in a hard division to get anywhere near the top that's that's also another thing because there's a lot of good teams above the mavericks and porzingi ain't ain't it for them (laughs) there's um you know there's a lot of speculation we even talked about on the pod that maybe luca doesn't sign this extension but when a team gives you 207 million dollars you sign the rookie extension and then a couple years from now you you make your move. So if he's the, the clock's running for, for the Dallas Mavericks, they got to get this team better. I think they started, um, you know, kind of missed out on, on some free agents here. I know they were, were after a couple of them, but you know, the clock's ticking for them now to, to get this, you know, build a team around him, continue to build a team around him. And as you mentioned, yeah, the division, the conference is hard. The league is hard. He's one of the special talents in this league, and he's 22 years old. So, um, so a lot of a lot of runway left for for Luka Doncic for sure. Hey, uh, do you care? After what feels like forever in Bar- Barcelona, Leo Messi's leaving. He's going to PSG. Leaving. Do you care? Absolutely. He spent 21 years there. He's been yeah, he's been time. playing. He's been he's thirty four years old. He's been playing with them since he's seventeen years old. Like that that is so 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 wild to me uh, that this is happening. Um, his his speech, uh, you can hear the emotion. You can hear he clearly didn't want to leave. Like when you grow up doing something and you're at a place for that long. Uh, it's just wild, wild to me, man. Um, but he is he is one of the legends of soccer. Uh, excuse me, foot, football. Um, because everywhere else in the world, that's what it's called. Um, but he is an absolute legend. Uh, him and um, Ronaldo will always be linked together, but they have so much respect for one another. Um, I just, it's crazy to see both of them in two different places and the fact that he also may not be playing for uh, Argentina again. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll have to see. It depends on how long his, uh, what they do with the team and what, what, how his career goes from this point in time. But now he's on the, he's on the side of his career. That's it's starting to decline. Um, he's still scoring and doing what he has to do. He, in his last game of Barcelona, he, he 
scored on, off a header. So um, I think he's absolutely just a phenomenal guy. He's, he's definitely probably my favorite soccer player of all time. Um, just, just the way that he carries himself being a short guy that's vertically challenged. He's not that short, but still um, he's just too talented. And what he does with this, a soccer ball is, is he's just a wizard. Um, what are your thoughts, man? You know, I don't follow soccer football that well that much at all if at all but i'm a big like moments guy and the press conference i i did watch that and that was you know that sucked that sucked for him if you're you know barcelona fan just a fan of the league um yeah that you know long long time and you could see that you know i'm, I'm not really into what the politics are and there were a lot of back and forth about you know coming to a deal and you know bars the the club said no one's bigger than the team and and all of that um so who knows what you know i don't know what really went on the back channels and whatnot but yeah it was a that it just blows um if you're a fan of a fan of the club i i don't have favorite club i don't watch i don't get up on you know the weekends and and watch so um, but I certainly know who Messi is and the impact that he has on the game. And, um, you know, but he's in the back, that back end of his career. And, but he's still got a lot left in the tank, it seems. So see if, see if you can make a, a special career even more special, you know. But you, you hate to see like these guys wearing different jerseys, right? And different, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like this shouldn't have happened this way you know um and there's a lot of examples uh, but you know you hope he's more of a tom brady one in super bowls in a different jersey than you know some of these guys or just didn't work out um so yeah hey guess what what the olympics are over <laughs> thank god the, U- the u.s won 113 combined medals do you care? No, it's expected. <laughs> it's I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care. What were some of your? Uh, I I was using that as a segue, Brandon. <laughs> I more or less wanted to know some of your highlights from the 2020 games in 2021. Suber, Diana Taurasi have won their fifth gold medal. Katie Insane, has won man. his third gold medal. Draymond Green has won his second gold medal. Uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton won an NBA finals and then flew out there and won a gold medal. Um, uh, was an Allison Felix, uh, the most decorated 400 meter uh, track field. Uh, so she should get her flowers. Um, trying to think of who else. Uh, I know there's, there's more, but there, I, I mean, there's so, so many different things. Like there was one that, <laughs> some people are just idiots um i I saw a guy uh i forgot where the young lady was but it was the professional like the shooters competition and the young lady was it was holding the gun and she was actually pointing it holding it like with one arm and some guy commented like look the way she's holding it blah blah and like critiquing her and i was like she's an olympic athlete that this is literally what she's been training to do for the last four years (laughs) to leading up to this point in time. And you're sitting here and critiquing her, how she should be shooting. Right. So I just also find, I think this time when you hear it, like hearing the criticism of people such as Simone Biles, that people were ridiculing, who is the greatest gymnast in the history of gymnastics. Uh, And some of the commendable things that she did, people ridiculing Naomi Osaka, who has withdrawn from every other tournament, but represented her country, Japan, um, and actually lit the torch, um, which was amazing. And I'm sure that had to be one of the biggest honors of her life. Um, yeah, man, uh, seeing some of the, the, the names that you never thought would be defeated, like, uh, what is it? Kate, Kate Ledecky, uh, in swimming. Um, not seeing Usain Bolt sprint around a track in Olympics is weird. Not seeing Michael Phelps is weird. Um, you know, it, it was weird not seeing certain people in certain places. Because uh, uh, you're getting old, man. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Japan wins baseball. 
Uh, USA gets silver. Uh, Dominican Republic is, is bronze. It, it's just weird seeing how things like shift uh, and, and change. But I, I think it all in all, I'm happy that it actually, even though I was a big person saying that they should not do this period, I'm happy it's over, but I'm happy it was still successful. That's that's what I have to say about it. Well, about now that you, you talked about every highlight that I wanted to talk about, <laughs> you're leaving I'm, you're leaving this up for me, man. Like you I keep know, giving me alley oops. Yeah, I know, but you know, maybe I should jump in more. I don't you, you, pro- you probably should. Hey, I'm fine. <laughs> I I want to see KD win four gold medals because oh. hell, man, four years from now, who knows if he'll play? But. Um, Probably won't, but he should. Uh, you said you said a lot of great things that I agree with. I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, um, you know, from a health and safety standpoint, I'm glad they did it, and it seemed like everything turned out okay. Um, I guess I don't really know that. You don't really know that, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, it was weird. I don't really watch a lot of the Olympics, but I watch a lot of you know basketball team, baseball. Um, some of the swimming stuff, the gymnast stuff. It was just, it was kind of a, a different vibe. And and just, again, you're getting old. <laughs> you, you don't, uh, things change, you know. Uh, but seeing baseball back was cool. Um, it, it was. I also love cool. skateboarding. Up against, yeah, skateboarding was cool. Surfing. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff was cool, uh, cool to have and, and watch. So, yeah, you know. Um, Before we get off this. I also yeah. have to say this. It's always amazing every four years and we have this that I always learn about a new country that I would have no idea existed outside of the Olympics. So thank you, Olympics, okay, for that. I don't one? I forgot. I can't even tell you the name because <laughs> it's just I like yeah, I don't even remember. It was like, you know, when they did the the whole opening ceremony, like they would introduce the countries and it was like, yeah, never, right. ever saw this country a day in my life. Like, I don't even know. Ge- geographically I have, no idea where on, you are. Yeah. Yeah, I have no clue um so yeah i thought it was it's always pretty interesting to kind of see that and it's like oh so you kind of like learn new things but yeah i have no idea I don't remember hey man that's the, the beauty of the games right like true true from around the world the greatest athletes in the world all, all together um so yeah no shout out to the olympics didn't think I'd say that, but shout out to the Olympics. Like, <laughs> hey, it was it was entertaining. It was a lot of fun. And now the now we go back to doing what we're doing and not caring about, you know, canoe racing for like four more years. But when it's on, man, it was it was I don't even know if it was canoe racing. I don't even know what it was called, but I'm sitting there watching these guys and and uh like just yeah, it's just great. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's late, man. Hey, guess what? One month from tonight, tonight, one month, Cowboys, Bucks, NFL opening night. I know you care. I care. I'm just half saying. And, I'm ready for half. some football. You don't. Well, half and a half. Okay. Get off the Cowboy thing for a second. Football's back in a month, baby. No, half and half because the half is that football's back. Uh, but it's not just the Cowboys to watch is I just hate the storylines of uh, they're going to blow this up because it is the Cowboys and they're going to blow this up because Tom Brady's sure. on the opposite side. Uh, Jerry Jones is already trying to call them, you know, like the biggest underdog ever. And it's like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about him. What qualifies uh, the Cowboys as an underdog? I don't know. I, they're an underdog. Every, they, I, they can't be the underdog when they're quote unquote America's team. Uh, but they're the underdog apparently. Um, but I, I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Dak, uh, because now he's apparently, uh, the Cowboys have reached out to the Texas Rangers pitching staff to help Dak in his throwing motion, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, that's scary. It's yeah, it is. Um, interesting to see what the bucks do. Like, are they still, you know, Tom's getting older. Has has Father Time finally hit him, or is he still going to be Tom? It, what's the team going to look like? They brought everybody back, um, added only a couple, you know, people uh, on this on the roster. But it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. But uh, again, the best part of it all is, as Sam said, football's back. 
So what about you, sir? Because you clearly are excited from your reaction. Hey, man, I just love football and I'm glad it's back. It's uh, yeah, the storylines are going to be tired and and washed, but um, you can get past that for it's a it's a celebration, right? We need to have a football opening night watch party or something. So you're coming to pick me up is what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah, because you can't drive right now. No, you cannot. Yeah, I can drive my knee. You're gonna bring that little. You're gonna bring that little wagon. I'm bring my little knee scooter. Yep, right in the background. Yeah, knee scooter. Um, yeah, no, I'm down. We'll, I'll pick you up. We'll uh, we'll do something somewhere. I'm with it. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we go, um, you know, condolences to the family of Bobby Bowden, Florida State coaching legend, passed away this past weekend at the age of 91. Um, Rest in paradise. Yeah, man. To to um. Again, from like a childhood thing, I felt like Bobby Bowden was the head coach of of Florida State um, University for forever. Pretty um, much, I don't have stats in front of me. I don't have any of that, but um, you know, it was announced a couple weeks ago. You know, a few weeks ago that he was battling uh, um, like a fatal disease, and um, yeah, just condolences to his family and the and the FSU community. So. Um. Yeah, a legend for sure. That's for sure. I got nothing. You said that eloquently, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what are you looking forward to this week? Summer league, basketball. Yeah, watching man. the. Uh, already been watching it right now. Uh, my boys play on Thursday. Eagles. So oh yeah, preseason football. Which I'm so happy. There's only three games for each team, uh, so we don't have to go through all of this. Uh, that's phenomenal. I think our teams that. play each other. We normally do during yeah. a preseason, um, so, so that'd close. be interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. It's only right down the turnpike. Put, put some money on a preseason game. No, that's never going to happen for me, sir. No, you don't do that. Mm, no. Yeah, me neither. So yeah, that that'd be that, and then also looking forward to my surgery and, and recovery. So, there's yeah, that. man, best of best of luck and and uh, condolences and uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you, sir. What you looking into? Hey, summer league's been fun. I um, get getting to see these draft picks. We didn't get to talk about the NBA draft, but um, you know, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley. Um, Jalen Green, seeing him and Jalen. There you go. Um, yeah, watch. Been been uh, super into the Yankees lately, especially with these moves. Um, hopefully, our team can come back from the COVID list and and ball and you know getting ready for football, getting ready for fantasy football. Um, if you need some fantasy football advice, hit me up. <laughs> you gonna charge them no free advice hmm, okay he's a generous don't person. take a kicker in the third round mm. one of my friends did that once that's stupid yeah too many people well, out there hey uh i that's our show if uh you're listening obviously you're listening but however you're listening thank you on uh apple podcast spotify stitcher uh the k104 uh podcast network thank you so much for listening we appreciate it for brandon my name is sam we will be back next week i mean it we'll be back (laughs) next week brandon's rolling his eyes at me just go with it i'm not saying for uh for everybody uh who makes this show possible brandon and i and our families (laughs) peace uh been a long time since i've done this but uh it's not the dust off here rust and dust you know what you're doing uh, i do know what i'm doing um so what i've learned since i've been relegated to crutches and a knee walker is uh i've kind of already known this before but people don't pay attention to where they walk and i'm the wrong person to not pay attention to where you're walking, especially when I'm injured. So what I've noticed is people, especially when I was in the airport, 
will aimlessly walk on their cell phones in whichever direction they move as almost as they're uh, the ball in Pong and it just sporadically bounces all over the place. And uh, I think this is a fair warning to everybody now. Pay attention, especially if there's people that may be on crutches or in a wheelchair or anything of the case, because people like myself that are on crutches will beat you over the head with a crutch if you walk into them or bump into their leg. And I am very, very close to hitting somebody in the back of the head and stop and shop with a bag of cheese and or my crutch and smiling and laughing about it. Also, don't be that person when you're in the middle of the aisle. (laughs) and put your cart right in the middle of the aisle and have headphones in and people are calling you and ask you to move and you don't move so somebody has to yell so you jump out of your skin um needless to say don't be assholes people that's all i gotta say love y'all